The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Here are your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. And today, we're finishing up the first half of our round of 32 in our TTT patron tournament. In one corner, she bested Kelly McClure in our breast cancer awareness episode. She's back for more. And good times never seem so good. It's sweet Caroline Bron Bron Bronstein. <laughs> Caroline Bronstein, welcome back. Uh, remind the folks at home a little bit about you. All right. Uh, my name is Caroline Bronstein, and I live right outside of Washington, D.C., in Northern Virginia, and I work for the Navy. In the other corner, he will gate crash your white trash bar bash with his whiplash mustache. It's Brian Smash Nash. Brian, welcome back. Remind the folks at home a little bit about you. All right. Uh, I, fantastic intro. I always look forward to hearing what you guys want to say about me. Uh, let's see. I'm from Muscatine, Iowa. Um, in addition to all the other stuff I do, I also uh, host a little show called Geek Trivia, uh, which is a my local pub trivia game store trivia and now uh once a week we also do a streaming trivia mm-hmm. with, along with uh, lk jeremy over on twitch all right folks let's learn how to play the game entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia here are the rules round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit better. And since I recently started going on a diet and I no longer will eat this, I want to know, what is your favorite fast food burger? Oh, that's... Mm. That's difficult. Okay, I I will go ahead and say mine. I I don't even know if you have Hardee's or Carl's Jr. in your area, but for the fast food joints, uh, the Mushroom and Swiss from Hardee's or Carl's Jr. is hands down my favorite. I'm one of those people where I've lived on both coasts, so I've experienced both Hardee's and Carl's Jr. All right. All right, I got to say mine is... Uh, the smoke stack from Shake Shack. Okay. It's got these like s- kind of spicy cherry peppers on it and it's delicious. 
Okay. Smokestack has a very devout fan base. People love <laughs> them some smokes or some uh, some Shake Shack. All right. I gotta say, I'm not much for spice. But on the other hand, I absolutely cannot stand mushrooms. So Caroline's gonna get to pick first in round one. By default. <laughs> I, I was afraid that might bite me. <laughs> yep. John, I remember, and I, this would have been my answer, mostly for nostalgia only. Mm-hmm. I, I would stay with the Hardee's Carl's Jr., but I would go to the Frisco Burger. Oh. I remember that thing when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, um, like, Texas toast or something like that? Yeah, it's like, it like sourdough. sourdough. It's like a yeah. buttered toasted sourdough. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. All right, Caroline, what uh, category would you like to start us off in? All right, let's start with uh, news and politics. News and politics. We're starting in the 60s. On June 3rd, 1968, radical feminist writer Valerie Sol- Solanus, my apologies, shot what pop art artist at his studio named The Factory? Andy Warhol? Andy Warhol is correct. He did not die from that, but he was shot. Yeah. Wow. All right, over to Brian. Um. Well, I will go ahead and attack uh, movies. All right, movies. And your decade is the 50s. What 1950 American comedy family film based upon the autobiographical book of the same name by Frank Gilbreth and Ernstine Carey is about growing up in a family of 12 children in Montclair, New Jersey? I bet they were two wild and crazy kids. Um, it's not that one. It's not that one. What? I, I, I can see the cover of the movie. I, I, I love the hint. I can see the cover of that movie case. I just got to remember what it's actually called. Cheaper by the Dozen. Cheaper by the Dozen is correct. Was that a hint towards Steve Martin, John? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Steve Martin did the remake. I don't remember who the first one was. I was an actor I I didn't recognize. All right, over to Caroline. All right, let's go with uh, TV. TV. Your decade is the 90s. What 90s sitcom theme had the opening line, Hey, baby, I hear the blues of Colin, tossed salad and scrambled eggs. That would be Frasier. That would be Frasier. Yep, sung by Kelsey Grammer. All right, we're off to a good start. Brian, let's keep this uh, knowledge train moving. All right, uh, let's try, let's try uh, Toys and Games. Mm, toys and games it's the 70s what action adventure game for the atari in 1979 was one of the first single player games for the system and was one of the earliest licensed video games released to be a tie-in with the 1978 film of the same name 79 okay i'm sorry could you do that one more time sure what action adventure game for the atari in 1979 was one of the first single-player games for the system and one of the earliest licensed video games and was released to be a tie-in with the 1978 film of the same name. wasn't that one. I don't think it was that one. It's too early for that. It's too early for that. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to... The 1979 is what's throwing me because I remember several that were licensed and tied into movies, but they're all 79 is way too early for them. Um, I, I'm going to have to throw out a guess here and say Superman. 
Superman is correct. Wow. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Very good. When I think of action adventure films of 1978, <sighs> Superman's the first one that comes yeah, to my but mind. But I, I didn't think the game, I, I didn't think the Atari could handle it actually at that early stage. I thought they had to kind of work their way up to that uh, graphic ability. They had to work their way up to uh, E.T.? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the high quality of E.T. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we've got a uh, flawless game going on right now, Caroline. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you can do. No pressure. Uh, let's go with slang. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. To bake a biscuit is to record music on what sound storage medium? Oh, God. All right. I think I'm just going to have to throw out a guess. I don't know. Uh, a 45. I'll give it to you. I was just looking for record. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll give it. I will absolutely give you 45. Very specific record. Yes. I love it. <laughs> you were more specific than I needed, but that's fine. Because all 45s are records, but not all records are 45s. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian, back to you. All right. Let's try music. All right. And we're heading back to the 90s. In 1998 in Toronto... What band set the record for loudest concert ever with the crowd reaching at least 140 decibels? Those three brothers must be so proud. Okay. 1998 was too early for that. Three brothers. Uh, it can't possibly be that. Okay. For late 90s, I can only think of one band that had three brothers. And I'm hesitant to even say their name but i'm gonna have to because i don't think i have another 90s band with three brothers that would fit this was it hansen hansen is correct wow (laughs) okay all right caroline you have sports fashion literature and food left let's try food okay Food. And it's the 80s. What soda brand had a liquid-filled chewing gum in the 80s? Um, trying to think of the least disgusting soda <laughs> that could possibly be in a chewing gum. I'm going to go with Fanta. Fanta is incorrect. Brian, can you steal? Okay, so now I actually get to talk it out. Um... The first thing that popped into my head was a root beer. I I could see it for a root beer or a cola with a liquid center. I I the root beer kind of tripped my mental trigger first. So then it's okay, it's uh, the two big ones are either A&W or Barks. And Barks sounds a little more right to me. So I I may be flipping the coin the wrong way, but I'm going to say Barks. Barks is incorrect. Adam, do you know this one? I think I know this one only because of doing research for this show, and I remember specifically seeing that there was a Dr. Pepper gum. Dr. Pepper Pepper? was what I was looking for. Okay. All right, we have our first miss. No biggie there. No wins, no losses. All right, Brian, what category do you want? Uh, For what's left... Let's go with literature. 
Oh, what'd you say? I couldn't tell what you just said. Uh, sorry, literature. No! <laughs> oh, you jerk. Oh, I wish it was the 50s, but you got the 90s. I wanted to give you a tougher question. <laughs> to be loved was the title of an autobiography published in 1994 by which Detroit music mogul? Um, I'm just going to have to throw a dart. Quincy Jones? Quincy Jones is incorrect. Caroline, can you steal? Can you repeat the question? Sure. To Be Loved was the title of, the, of an autobiography published in 1994 by which Detroit music mogul? I'm just going to throw out Marvin Gaye as a guess. Marvin Gaye is also incorrect. Adam, do you know your Detroit music moguls? I have no clue. All right. This was the founder of Motown, Barry Gordy. Uh, okay. okay. All right, Caroline, which one do you want? Uh, I'll take sports. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. Beginning with the 1985 NBA draft, every team that qualified for the playoffs received positions based on their winning percentage, and the teams that uh, did not were placed in the lottery. The New York Knicks won the first pick and used it to draft what future Hall of Famer and Dream Team member? Um, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is incorrect. Brian, can you steal? Probably not. Uh, basketball is one of my weakest sports. I will throw out a guess of Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is also in correct adam you got a guess on this one i do because when i think of all-time greats um with the knicks my mind in particular that time goes to patrick ewing patrick ewing <sighs> is what i was looking for I yeah. almost said that mm. well almost only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades <laughs> yep and now you're stuck with fashion i got fashion <laughs> you got fashion and it's the 70s business insider pointed out that wearing what clothing item was more of a political statement than a fashion one, saying, quote, So, dressing in said item, declared the wearer was irreverent, daring, and on the cutting edge of fashion, while suggesting their alignment with burgeoning feminist politics. This was the 70s. I'm going to guess uh, that this was the pantsuit. Pantsuit is correct. Oh, wow. All right, that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? With his trendy fashion knowledge, uh, Brian took a slight lead, but it's a very close game. Brian has 40, Caroline has 30. All right, and since Caroline picked first in round one, Brian, you're going to pick four, Caroline, here in round two. What do you want to give her? Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and let her have the uh, the fashion this time. <laughs> Not a surprise. And it's our first 2000s question. I'm surprised Orville Redenbacher didn't create these stretchy polyester-leaning shirts in which the fabric is puckered like tiny squished pyramids. Is that a popcorn shirt? I will give it to you. It's actually known as a popcorn top, but it is technically okay. a shirt. So I will, have, I will give it to you on that one. All right, what do you want to give to Brian? I will give Brian sports because I don't want it. <laughs> it's a valid strategy. And we are staying in the 2000s. Known as the helmet catch, 
Eli Manning threw to what wide receiver in the 2008 Super Bowl for a 33-yard pass? The drive resulted in a touchdown and the Giants winning the game. Oh, who pulled that in? I remember this. Um, this was in the year 2000? 2008. 2008. It was too early for him. Uh, I, my, my, my head is stuck. I, the only name that, uh, the, the name that first came in, and I don't think it's right, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Was it Ingram? Ingram is incorrect. Caroline, can you steal? All right. My dad has a picture of this in our house in New Jersey. And I'm trying to think of the name that is on it. I want to say it's something like Tyreek Hill. So I'm going to go with Hill. Hill is also incorrect. Caroline, you went the wrong direction. It's David Tyree. You were so close. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he'll forgive you this time. All right. No points there. And, uh, Brian, you got to pick for Caroline. Let's go with Toys and Games. Toys and Games. The decade is the 90s. What kids' playground game used flat, circular cardboard discs? Its name came from a brand of juice whose name was derived from its blend of passion fruit, orange, and guava juices. I believe that that would be Pogs. Pogs is correct. They were so cool. (laughs) Everybody had them. I mean... I don't remember having any. I don't think I ever got into it. Oh, yeah. Had to get those sweet slammers. (laughs) It was lame. <laughs> I understand this. Clearly. All right, Caroline, what do you want to give to Brian? I will give Brian food. Okay. Decade is way back to the 50s. It's time to name this alliterative morning food store that began franchising in 1955 and expanded to 52 flavors. I'm sorry, could you say that again? Sure. It's time to name this alliterative morning food store that began franchising in 1955 and expanded to 52 flavors. This was a morning food store? Mm-hmm. Or restaurant. You could also call it a restaurant. Although okay. I don't know it's that it's typically known for sit-down. I'm sorry. Could you say it one more time? <laughs> sure. I, I'm... All right. Uh, for clarity, I will uh, change the name of store to restaurant for this. Okay. Uh, it's time to name this alliterative morning food restaurant that began franchising in 1955 and expanded to 52 flavors. I'm feeling dumb because I feel like this is something I should absolutely have been all over, but I've drawn an absolute blank. The, the 52 flavors is messing me up. Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts is correct. Wow. Okay. Good pull. It's time to make the donuts. Uh, okay. I, I thought there was going to be like a... Uh... A clock clue in the name or something. Yeah. I Okay. Uh, All right, Brian, what do you want to give to uh, Caroline? Okay. Uh, Let's give Caroline. uh, Let's go with slang. Okay. The decade is the 70s. I bet that the band Incubus thought that of all the 70s terms for cool, this one was out of this world. Can you repeat that one more time? Sure. I bet the band Incubus 
thought that of all the 70s terms for cool, this one is out of this world. Um, I'm going to go with far out. Far out is incorrect. Brian, can you steal? Uh, probably not, because that was my guess. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Could you repeat it one more time? Sure. I bet the band Incubus thought that of all the 70s terms for cool, this one was out of this world. Out of this world. Um, let's try Stellar. Stellar is correct. Yep. Oh, yeah. Stellar is also uh, famously a song by the band Incubus. Yeah, correct. I can't say that I've ever heard it, so uh, that's not one of my... I, I've, I've heard of the band. I know nothing about them. Okay. All right. Uh, Brian got the steal. Now, Caroline, you got to give him a category. Right. Left, we got movies, music, TV, news and politics, and literature. Uh, I will give him literature. All right. Begrudgingly, <laughs> not calling it what I, what I would love, but that's okay. I'll deal with it. It is the 60s. The posthumous publication of what book of poetry in 1965 precipitated Sylvia Plath's rise to fame. The collection uh, marks a departure from her earlier work into a more personal arena of poetry and is named after one of the poems and not a famous aquatic humanoid. Um, oh, can't say I'm up on my Sylvia Plath, but based on the clue, um, I, I'm going to have to guess Aquaman. Aquaman. Is incorrect. Caroline, can you steal? I'm also not up on my Sylvia Plath, so I'm just going to go with whatever other term for aquatic humanoid I know and say the mermaid. The mermaid is incorrect. I needed the name of a specific mermaid. It was called Ariel. Uh. All right, that was a very tough question. I don't think any of us are up on our Sylvia play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, no points there. And Brian, I believe you're picking for Caroline. Let's let's go with music. Does that sound right? I guess so. Sure. We're going to go with it. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> music, it's the 80s. All right. Ah, uh, push it. Hip-hop group Salt and Peppa is comprised of members Salt, a.k.a. Cheryl James, Peppa, Sandra Denton, and what third member? I gotta say my salt and pepper knowledge is pretty lacking. Um, can you repeat the names again? Sure. Uh, salt, also known as Cheryl James. Peppa, also known as Sandra Denton. And what third member? I have no idea. I think I'm gonna have to pass. Alright, Brian, can you steal? I'm trying to go through the lyrics of Push It because I think they reference her at some point in the song. And I'm coming up blank. Yo, 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 salt and pepper's here. No, I don't have it. I, I don't have a guess, unfortunately. I'm going to kick myself. All right, Adam, do you know this one? No clue. Uh, it's like a, is it a DJ, like DJ something? It is DJ something. It is DJ Spinderella. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Also, um, I, I do believe they mentioned her in... Um, and push it, but the one for me is the song "Let's Talk About Sex." The opening line is "Spenderella cut it up one time," of that song. Yep. 
All right. Unfortunately, not enough 80s hip-hop knowledge in this group. <laughs> and all right, Adam, where am I? Uh, Caroline's picking for Brian, I think. All right. What do we got left? Movies, TV, and news and politics. All right. All right. I will give Brian movies. Movies. The decade is the 90s. What actress was so excited to star in the 1995 Paul Verhoeven film, Showgirls? <laughs> if I miss this question, Will Dennison will come all the way over here and kick me from Chicago. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Jesse Spano, I believe, from Saved by the Bell. That's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley is correct. Not a good movie. It's uh, <laughs> not not that good of a movie. No, not really. No, not his best work. <laughs> no. All right, uh, Brian, we got uh, TV and news. What do you want to give to Caroline, and what do you want to keep for yourself? Um, let's give her TV. TV. And the decade is the two thousands. The Gilmore Girls is a 2000s dramedy centering around the relationship between a 30-something single mother and her teen daughter living in Stars Hollow, Connecticut. Connecticut. Wow. Connecticut. Connecticut. (laughs) Name either of the actresses who played the quote-unquote Gilmore Girls. All right. I think the daughter's name is Alexis Bledel. Alexis Bladell is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Good pull. The other one being Lauren Graham. Yes. Who played the mother. And that just leaves us with news. It does. We are finishing off in the news. And we're going to end in the 80s. Antron McRae, Kevin Richardson, Yusuf Salam, Raymond Santana, and Corey Wise were collectively known by what name after they were wrongfully convicted of a 1989 assault in New York City. Could you do that? Could you say that one more time, please? Mm-hmm. Antron McRae, Kevin Richardson, Yusuf Salam, Raymond Santana, and Corey Wise were collectively known by what name after they were wrongfully convicted in a 1989 assault in New York City? Was that the Central Park Five? Central Park Five is correct. All right, that is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? All right, there is just a small lead, but not that bad. Anything can really happen here in the final round. Brian has 80, Caroline has 60. All right, Brian, since you are in the lead, you get first pick at what uh, category you'd like in the final round. Yeah, I got to go movies. (laughs) Not a surprise there. I know you're a big movie buff. It is the 60s. All right, and Caroline. I will choose news and politics. Okay. And that decade will be the 90s. All right. So based on 60s movies and 90s news and politics, please lock in your wagers. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Here is your 60s movie question. Name, name, this, this 1968 Dick Van Dyke film about a down-on-his-luck inventor who turns a broken-down Grand Prix car into a fancy vehicle for his children. And your 90s news and politics. On August 2nd, 1990, the Iraqi military invaded what neighboring country 
causing the U.S. and allies to respond in what would eventually be called Operation Desert Storm. And while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I'm here to let you guys know there are some awesome nostalgic-based shows on the BFOP Network. Go to BFOPNetwork.com, that's B-F-O-P-Network.com, and get your nostalgia fix with the best in nostalgic podcasts. All right, I think I'm in. This I, I this movie question is driving me nuts because I feel like this is something I should know just immediately. It's a Dick Van Dyke. And I'm coming up blank based on the clue. I'm looking for a double word title and I'm coming up blank there too. So I'm, I, this isn't right, but I'm, I'm writing it down. I'm in. All right. Well, let's find out what our, what your answers were to the questions. Caroline, since you're behind, go ahead and give us your answers. All right. Uh, for the movie question, I put Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And for the news and politics, I answered Kuwait. All right. And Brian. I am kicking myself, kicking myself for not coming up with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I am really mad at myself this morning. Uh, I put author, author, because I could not. I, my brain just seized up, apparently. Uh, I was actually active duty during Operation Desert Storm, so I absolutely knew that this was Kuwait. All right. Uh, the answer to your 90s news and politics question, uh, the Iraqi military absolutely did invade Kuwait. I was not active military at the time. I was probably about 9 or 10 years old, uh, but I do list, remember listening to it on the radio uh, with, with our mother. And for the 60s movie question, the name of the 1968 Dick Van Dyke film is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Woo! Yeah. All Good right. Job. So we're going to have a little bit of drama going on uh, here at the end. Let's find out how we did. Brian, what did you bid? I wagered enough for the lockout. I wagered 41 points. All right. And Caroline, what did you bid? I bid 21 points. All right. Adam, you have to do a little bit more math than normal, but tell us uh, what's our final score. With a final score of 81 to 39, Caroline Bronstein is continuing on the tournament and wins the day. Congratulations. Very, very good. Congratulations. You'll be taking on uh, the winner of our next episode, which is Jody Steele and Eric Eid, uh, two very strong contenders in uh, the round of 16, one of them that you'll have to take on. But, yeah, this was a close, well-fought match. I like it. Absolutely. Caroline, congratulations. That was a hard-fought win. Uh, We will hear from you again, as we mentioned in our next episode. Brian, I'm sad to say this is is the end of your run in the tournament. Any given Sunday, it can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And it unfortunately happened on this given Sunday, the day we were recording. Uh, Any any final words you want to leave us with? Uh, Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. (laughs) There you go. Love it. Very, very non-heinous. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Well, that's Adam and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. 
please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.